This Phineas and Ferb podcast is not for children. There's a hundred and son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the eighth episode of Ferb Your Enthusiasm. Hello, hello. Hello. Um so some of you who have been listening uh, diligently week after week may have noticed that we did not have an episode last week. Uh, the reason for this is very simple. Uh, Jaden farted so hard. <laughs> I can't do it. Sorry. Couldn't even get through your own joke. What is this amateur he hour? so hard that, that his butthole ripped open and he had to get it stitched back up again. Uh, <laughs> I thought of that. I thought it was funny. Uh, so I said it on the podcast. That's yeah. That, if you want to know the process uh, of how, how we uh, come up with material, yeah. First um, we think of stuff that we think is funny, and then we say it. And then we say it and try try to get through it without laughing. Yeah, this um, is on the try. But it's not funny because it, it's a very serious condition. Um, it is. Uh, it's baritis. Agri- that uh, otherwise known as aggravated flatulation. Um, yeah. It's very it affects uh six americans every year it's very serious yeah all at once uh, yeah. causes a, a a small earthquake yeah you don't talk about uh sinking up my goodness yeah <laughs> um it's really quite bad if we're all in the same location at once yeah. too i mean you remember the earthquake of san francisco which was <laughs> no the the, the destroyed the city wrecked the bridge or whatever um oh yeah the, mm. all six of them were there they were all yeah they were all holding hands they knew what they were doing they which is much, it's even worse but, but let's we're not here to talk about farts we're no here we're to talk, talk about, about another f word ferb yeah and phineas it's a f- sounding word a f- sound yeah. yeah um phineas and ferb phineas and ferb we're here yeah. to break down Every episode of Phineas and Ferb, and and tell you all why why it's such a detestable show. And um, well, that's to be. You know, well, Zane is the expert, of course, and of course. I am the, uh, so to speak, virgin. Um, I have never seen uh, an episode of Phineas and Ferb until we watch it for the the week. Um, yeah, and he's also never had sex. Uh, wow. Uh, okay, I thought we weren't. Gonna... I'm sorry. I'm just. I am. Oh, we like, weren't going to go into. I that. am leaning into you tonight. It's, first, I, I catch you sneezing, uh, saying you farted yourself, and and now I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking too far. You are my co-host. Yeah, is, we are. You know, we we are. No, a team. it's fine. Whatever. Obviously, something's bugging you. Okay, maybe you've had a bad okay. day. Maybe you spilled your milk. It's fine. I'll be the punching bag. I always do the dishes, anyways. Come on. Yeah. Well. You do the dishes because you're so good at doing the dishes. Oh, right. And that's just not because it's my place. Well. Actually, if you want to know who belongs in the kitchen, just ask Burger King. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but anyways, episode one, uh, the f- first segment of Phineas and Ferb. Jerk um, de Soleil. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine what they're, you know, spoofing there. But um, very or interesting. P.T. Barnum. Um, yeah, or you know, Cirque du Soleil, perhaps. Um, yeah. I, I can't really make the connection there. I think it's a bit of a long shot. Um, but you know, the, the episode really speaks for itself. Phineas and Ferb host a, carna- uh, a carnival, uh, a circus. Here's a question, and we can maybe talk about the episode a little bit. But yeah, it's called Jerk de Soleil. Um, yeah. Who is the jerk? Do you think? I don't know. Well, in this episode, I, I have an answer. It, but, oh, you, is it Buford? 
No, I think is no, it the not girl that was hitting on. Is it the girl that was hitting on Jeremy? It's not the girl that's hitting on Jeremy. Is it Candace? Uh, no, it's not Candace. Oh, sure. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll bring okay. it up later. Okay. But okay. just keep okay. that audience, keep that in your mind that there is a jerk in this episode. <laughs> um, that's what earns its name. Yes. So the first thing that happens in the episode is uh, it turns out that Phineas and Ferb and friends are going to go see a circus. Yeah. But uh, Lawrence, as Richard O'Brien, uh, Phineas and Ferb's father, Phineas's stepfather, Ferb's biological father, presumably, um, are, <laughs> he comes in and says that the performance is canceled due to a severe allergy, which to me just seems like really bad journalism because he's reading the newspaper. It just says severe allergy. I know, you got to be specific. Yeah, like what kind of allergy and like how severe was it? Yeah, this is a canceled I mean, performance. I mean, it's this was like, I think you see the newspaper and you see that this is like front page news. Like mm-hmm. this is, this, it's got a huge image and everything. And the best yeah. that you could come up with was just someone has some vague allergy to something. Yeah. Preposterous. Yeah. Um, he had too much of a party the night before. And it was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't perform tomorrow. So call, call the press, call the press, cancel it. Well, the press. Like, what do I tell them? I don't know uh, that I'm sick. Okay. He's having an allergic reaction. Yeah, you could have just said that he farted so hard that he ripped on his butthole. Yeah, he farted so hard that he he tore his, his asshole apart. He tore his butthole too. Aggravated flatulation. Aggravated flatulation. It's a serious thing. Affects six Americans a year. <laughs> and that's just in the United States. That's just in the United States. <laughs> just in the United about. States. <laughs> Worldwide, oh, it's like hundreds, but... Yeah, we're everywhere. But, but the U.S. is pretty sparse. Yeah, that's why they have to get together. Yeah, we've talked way too much about farting. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. The more people that know about it, the better. The, you know, the first step to inclusion is knowledge. That's something yeah. like that even exists. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about Lindana for a little bit. Oh she, sure. She is continuing her musical career. She is. I am so happy for her because with she all is the moms, now, right? Yeah, she's performing with other moms, and not yeah. only she's performing. She's got an album now, or a yeah. CD, like a CD album. The tangible evidence. Yeah, uh, she's recording it live. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's in impressive. front of a knitting audience in the <laughs> yeah. mall. Maybe not the most uh, observant audience, but oh, they're definitely captive though. They're cap. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's something to be commended. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, kudos to her, and then yeah. also to make it a, a family interaction too. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, So at at this table, we see the usual bunch. We see Phineas, we see Ferb, Buford, Mm -hmm. uh, Isabella, Baljeet, but we see one more. Who the fuck is this kid? (laughs) We see Django. Django, Uh, this pretzel looking. (laughs) Hey. This is very offensive to pretzels. If you if if imagine there's a pretzel in our audience, what would they think? Uh, okay, I you know what I have to admit my my biases there. I've just I wasn't always able to get a pretzel as a child. I'd walk by the pretzel stand and I'd say, "Mom, can I get a pretzel?" And Mom would say, "No." And so ever since then, I've I've hated pretzels. Anytime that I see someone with a pretzel, I want to smack it out of their hand. So I when think I see people, a little bit. So when I see contortionists, <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't even think of the like pretzel. What? Anything that even looks like a pretzel. I just can't handle it. 
No. So about Django, um, I, it's interesting because I was looking at the Wikipedia to make sure. Um, he he really only has two major appearances in the series. Really? Uh, yeah, it's this episode and then another one, which is coming up. Oh, and no. uh, he's, he's friends with Vinny and Ferb. But in all of the other appearances of Django, he's just like a background character. You see like the side of his face or something. So uh, like, uh, what's what's with the Django erasure, Phineas and Ferb? Yeah, is that some uh, some biases against contortionists? I mean, yes, I have my own, but like, what's what's up with Disney? What's up does with Disney? Disney? Does Disney not like, you know, people contortionists? We should also explain that Django is a contortionist. I don't think that we said that. Yeah, uh, so I think so either you or I did mention that he's the human pretzel. Yes, um, which yes. Is, yeah, but that's his oh, circus anyway, act. Actually, it's mildly convenient that this character is introduced in, inter, introduced in this episode. Shush, inter, introduced in this episode as well, too. Because guess what? The circus is canceled that they were going to go to because the guy's having an allergic reaction. But guess what? That's okay. Phineas and Ferb are going to host their own circus and i thought to myself oh my goodness this is great they already have so many endangered and illegal animals but then they didn't use any of them and they didn't use any what are they doing (laughs) they have all these endangered animals as we have established in many previous episodes they have a dodo bird they have a gorilla they have literally a tiger tiger in a cage in in a cage like in like a circus train car cage yeah and then they make circus from where do they come from where do they go uh thank you (laughs) it's the only time i'll ever say that uh (laughs) it's preposterous yeah i mean i guess you know cirque du soleil they don't really use animals in those shows yeah um but like it's you know cirque du soleil is is done in las vegas and pretty close i would imagine pretty nearby is uh siegfried and roy right yeah apparently where the tri-state area is yeah, right where the tri-state area is. <laughs> um, so, like, it's not un- unreasonable that maybe they would do, like, a crossover. So, yeah. so come on, Phineas the Verb. Just pick up on the subtext. Uh, yeah. Come on. What are you doing? We're supposed... And also, also, isn't it true that, like, um, circus animals are traditionally actually very well taken care of? Well, it probably depends on the circus. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, like, yeah. There, anyways, it's, it's a controversial topic either way. But still... Yeah. They had the means. They had the means. They had the means. But then also, we could talk about the hypocrisy for a second. Like if they, if, if, you know, they were like, oh man, we can't have animals in the episode about, uh, you know, we can't have animals in the episode about a circus because, you know, circus animals are bad. They treat animals poorly. But then earlier in the season, they have the tiger in the cage nonetheless, regardless. Like yeah, it's the, yeah. the morality of Phineas and Ferb is, is quite very uh, self-serving, I'd self-serving, say. Yeah. What kind of a, again, the messages. So where did yeah. Candace get a framed picture of Jeremy? That's what I want. I don't know. Oh, well, actually, I do because she's taken all those unsolicited pictures of him. Right. Say right. the only ones were at the wiener stand. Yes, yes. She's she's taking pictures of, of Jeremy. And she, I guess she got one of them framed. Uh, yeah. Because she has her a framed picture of herself, and she makes her framed picture kiss the framed picture of Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Um, I, I, someone needs to tell her that's not how voodoo dolls work. And then something that I noticed, I don't know if you picked up on this, that when, when the, it cuts back, she's, okay, so it starts off, she's wearing like her regular clothes and she's lying in bed. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to her like making the pictures kiss and then it cuts back and she's wearing pajamas. Really? Yes. Whoa, bad so, editing inside a cartoon? Yeah, I know. Like, No way. 
did, I could, did nobody like pick up? I, like, I hope someone got fired for that. <laughs> you're wishing. You're wishing. I hope Dan Povenmire an and animators? Jeff Swampy Marsh brought down the hammer. Oh man! But it's the animators. We got to be on the animators' side. Look. Just, okay. All they, right. They chose Phineas and Ferb. That's their own mistake. Oof. That's that's fair. Well, I, but when Disney comes knocking on your door, you, do you, you lock say no? the door? No. <laughs> okay get out of here all right well obviously we provided our audience with two very different options (laughs) yeah but um yes okay so so Django uh is one of the people who decides to become an act in Phineas and Ferb's circus who else do we have we have Belgite um and his mystical magic show uh he separates his thumb thumb by (laughs) incredible uh, then we have uh, I'm doing it right now. Look at oh, that! Whoa. Oh my I mean, God! Your your thumb! And this is this is why you need to uh, watch it on YouTube. Watch the podcast on YouTube because you're missing out on amazing visuals like this. Uh, me removing my thumb and reattaching it. I'm, I'm I'm very squeamish. I gotta warn you. I might vomit. It's okay. Uh, um, can't be worse than tearing open my asshole farting. Yeah, I can't. I can't be worse. So, I did that last week. Um, yeah, and we had but, to postpone the podcast because of it. Yeah. I so know. thanks for that. Yeah, I actually had to reconstruct most of my room. It was horrible. It was horrible. That's why you can't you can't have a lover because like the vibrations are so intense that you just like melt their insides. Especially like let's say you're in the same bed and you're are just you... like going, you're just like sleeping, you know, and like you know, in your sleep, and you wake up and there's like a pile of mush next to you. Who? Yeah. Well, you asked by not asking. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Sure <laughs> I did, did not ask. Anyways, um, uh, and then we've got Buford. We got Buford. Who, and who wants to be launched into a puddle of mud? Not, uh, yeah, which commendable. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, hey, he knows what he wants. The boy knows what he wants, and what he wants is and to be boy, in mud. <laughs> what? Boy he's knows. a boy. He's got yeah. he's got a husky voice, but he is a boy. Buford, I want to be in the mud. It's all I could be in. You do it better than me. <laughs> it's Buford's time to shine. Yeah, but um. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what's your next note? What's your next note? My next note. Uh, so Perry is part of the act too, and he's wearing this uh, ridiculous mm-hmm. outfit. He's got a coconut bra, uh, like yeah. a masquerade mask, um, a, a fruit hat. Yeah. Um, and a lot when of he mixed comes, cultures here. When he comes, yeah, a lot of mixed cultures. And when he comes into the secret base, uh, he he is is made fun of by Major Monogram. Poor Perry. Poor Perry, but more importantly, Major Monogram, uh, he says he asks Carl the intern. He says, "What's your email?" Yeah, I want to send you this picture. Yeah, Major Monogram is Carl's boss. Yeah. How does he not know what his email address is? Maybe like, it's presumably, just top secret. presumably, Alka, the organization that they work for, would give him like their own email. Like that's like my job. You know, I have a separate email account just for my job. So oh. why why does Major Monica is are they so out of touch that they don't that they don't know how to it it boils my blood. Oh it's good. <laughs> yeah, you have a hard time there. <laughs> having a hard time there. It, it really anyways. Um yes, well um looking forward. Uh Perry, you know, goes to investigate uh Dr. Doof. And I have to say. This is one of like, okay, 
So Dr. Doofenshmirtz, uh, we, when we cut to him, he's in his, you know, lair, evil lair, practicing different, uh, okay, different yeah. phrases. I forget what they were, but it was like, I, I have yeah, one of them. I, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what are they? I'm dancing with your wife, pal. He got a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm is dancing with your wife, pal. That was a horrible impression. Uh, impression. I'm dancing with your wife, pal. You got the problem with that? That was worse. Yeah, that was pretty so. good. No, that was that was better than what I did. <laughs> okay. Um, that, that's what this podcast is now—just patting each other on the back. Uh, um, yeah, and then farting. Uh, yeah. uh, anyways, um, he's he's practicing making his voice lower because he always sounds he was he was quote unquote cursed with a high pitched voice. Yes, and this actually brings up a theory that I saw on Tumblr, um, that. Doofenshmirtz is actually a trans man. Oh my goodness. Which this is the first episode that sort of provides evidence to that. And I'm curious to see moving forward if there's more evidence to support further this evidence. Huh. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a possibility. Because yeah, he has a very high-pitched voice. Um, yeah. And not that that necessarily means that you're trans, but... Of course. But... If it, you know some trans inclusion in a Disney show would be very good, I think. Wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. Wouldn't be that bad. Wouldn't be of that course, bad. you made him the villain. And you made him murder people. Oh my god. But <laughs> the slaveinator, uh, all these horrible. Slaveinator. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, that was a bad idea. Let's talk about a good idea. Doofenshmirtz wants to lower the tone of his voice, but instead of using science or some sort of machine to lower his own voice, he's going to raise the pitch of everyone else's. Therefore, by yes. proxy, his voice will be lower in comparison, and that also, I think is brilliant. What also is pretty brilliant to me is the fact that he created his own element called dufelium. Yeah. Dufelium. Yeah. Dufelium. He. he Think about how many scientists like dream of, of finding a new element, you know, mm -hmm. in nature. And Doofenshmirtz yeah. created his own. Exactly. All yeah. he had to do is exhale into a paper bag and contain the air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he created a brand new element. And bam. Incredible. Dufelium. Dufelium. Um, it's, it's really um, pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, groundbreaking uh, in that it, it, it mimics the same symptoms of uh, inhaled helium in that it makes your voice incredibly high-pitched, but even more so. And yeah. also, I think, permanently what he was he was getting at. Well, it, it was shown later in the episode that it's not permanent. It, it seems to work pretty similarly to helium. Oh, oh that's right. Um, but also, I just wanted to point out, for some reason, Doofenshmirtz has a Triforce painted on his wall. What? A Triforce, like from Legend oh, like of Zelda. From Zelda, the three. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just on the wall. I don't know why it was there. It's just an oh, interesting wow. uh, design choice. Well, Link has got a pretty high pitched voice too. Ah! Ah! Yeah! yeah. Anyways, um, okay. So I want to go back a little bit um, to before the Perry stuff. Uh, so Candace calls Lindana while she's in the middle of the concert. Uh, and she picks up. Mm -hmm. She picks up and while playing the keyboard, speaks to Candace. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Like, yeah. I could not play a keyboard one handed while speaking with someone. Like, that, that takes a lot of coordination. Mm -hmm. um, but also, she really should have just silenced her phone before starting a concert. Yeah. And at the same time, she was upset and out. Like, the, I, I actually felt for Candace in this situation. Normally, I'm like, oh my God, girl, shut up. But in this situation, when she, her, she called her mother and, you know, Lindana answered, and Lindana was like, what do you need? What do you want? Is it life threatening? Then goodbye. She chose to answer that phone 
knowing very well that she was performing in front of three people. Like she had an audience, a captive audience of knitters. And she chose to answer the phone. And then she then projected her anger and frustration, probably on the small size of her audience, onto Candace. And I just thought that was poor parenting. Yeah. So after that, Candace, uh, Jeremy shows up and gives Candace a a, a basket of wild parsnips, which Candace has an allergic reaction to. However, I will say these wild parsnips look suspiciously like cauliflower. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and not at all like parsnips. Um, in fact, I would say that they 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 seem to resemble cauliflower more than than any other vegetable, because um, they're white and like lumpy, which parsnips are not. Wait, what, what remind me of parsnips? What do parsnips look like? Uh, they're kind of like like gray carrots. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. yeah. And they kind of taste what? like gray carrots. Right, you're right. And they had yeah. like a they had like a t- like a f- almost a flower top and everything in the exactly. basket. Yeah. Had. What? Yeah. The animators were on like on tilt this week. Like someone said something about how they didn't like their tie. I mean, my goodness. First, Candace was in pajamas, then not, or actually in regular clothes in pajamas. Yeah, and then, and then and the parsnips looked like cauliflower. Parsnips look like cauliflower. Well, regardless, Candace had an allergic reaction, and that was embarrassing. Yeah, really humiliating. Um, yeah. And we'll laugh at her. Uh, yeah, we can. I mean, it wasn't life-threatening, so we can laugh at her. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, oh, my gosh, is her, are her windpipe's about to close off. But no, her voice changed. Her voice, yeah, her voice changed. And I just have to commend Ashley Tisdale for uh, performing a, a voice that was definitely not uh the voice of dr <laughs> oh yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly <laughs> that was definitely not dan pope definitely not um <laughs> it was all ashley tisdale doing that gruff scraggly voice yeah it went from uh, mom to mom, mom. <laughs> yeah mom i gotta talk to you um so yeah it's good voice acting really um yeah that's why they yeah. hired her yeah such uh, range such range so wow. i mentioned before about the fact that it's called Jerk de Soleil. Yeah. And that there is a jerk in this episode. Mm-hmm. That jerk, my friend, is Perry the freaking platypus. What? Oh, be- oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I take a guess as to why? Take a gander. Welcome to the game show where Jaden tries to figure out why Perry is a jerk. Did he break this down is, the front this door? This is a new again? segment. Or no, he have. broke down, he broke down, he broke through Doof's wall and through his uh, ceiling his ceiling and doof was like come on can't you just use the front door yes but in addition to that oh there's more okay in addition to that doofenshmirtz breaks his own ceiling again Wait, uh, that's true. flying his flying his device through it which was wasn't very well planned out but whatever uh but then perry instead of going through that giant gaping hole <laughs> breaks another hole in the ceiling <laughs> what's uh, going on Dramatic effect, man. You know, you got to have a, you got to have a fast chase. What a jerk. <laughs> what, a, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. I, you know, it's a good point, though. It's a good point. Because honestly, think about it. Like, Perry slowed himself down by breaking another hole. I mean, now, sure, the confidence boost he may have gotten from that was like, I just busted a hole in this man's ceiling. But like, you know, come on, just yeah, use the hole. That's a sentence. Yeah, use the hole. Use the hole. 
Use but where did that take Luke. them to? <laughs> Send it in. This is um, this is uh, the alternate universe Star Wars where six uh, Jedi hold hands and fart. <laughs> Use the hole, Luke. Uh, yeah, that's what blew up the Death Star. Yeah. So Candace, uh, her voice has changed, and she goes yeah. to Lindana, wearing a uh, bag on her head. In the, yeah, in the middle of her concert to harass her, and uh, she starts improvising music. Yeah, and this is amazing. This is some like incredible improvisation. She's coming up with rhymes and lyrics. Move over, Wayne Brady. Keep going, keep going. You're still jamming. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, I'm not Candace. I, Oh yeah, you're right. This is Candace. Yeah, that's Candace. Uh, E V I L B O I S. Yep, that's what she said. Evil boys. Evil boys. But yeah, I mean, she should be on whose line because that musical improvis- <laughs> improvisation is incredible. Uh, was that improvisation or was that just? Oh, maybe blues? it was pent up. Like she's been just, thinking about this blues. for that years. That was just blues. She was letting it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I also want to point out. As impressive as it is that Lindana is playing uh, the keyboard with one hand, it's even more impressive that her husband Lawrence is mixing the album, recording it live, and, and playing the harmonica. And not only is he playing the harmonica, and I don't know the technical term for this, he's making it like go like, like uh, what do you call it? Like, like when you put your oh. hand over it and you you wave it, that? yeah, like that effect. Yeah. He's yeah. doing that with one hand. So he's just like holding us like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Very impressive. Um, well, I mean, back to the Cirque. Uh, back to the Cirque. Back to the Cirque. Uh, for their final act, Phineas and Ferb, uh, they, they, they create a human, uh, I guess you can't really call it a pyramid, more of like a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps on going up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but... There are multiple Phineas, Phineas and, and Ferbs yeah. on this tower. Uh, there are three of each to be exact. And at first I thought like, okay, maybe this is part of the trick. Like they're just like climbing up really fast or something. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, when you when they cut out to a wide shot later on, when the tent gets taken up by Doof's machine. Wait, they're all there? They're all there. I missed that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, there, there are six Phineas and Ferbs. Um, wow! So this is this has to be chaos. Like I, there's some like time, you know, timeline thing going on, <laughs> and I will have no part of it. The multiverse, the multiverse, the the Ferberverse. Yeah, um, I mean, all you have to do is have uh, what <laughs> aggravated flatulence. You can tear a hole in the fabric of reality. <laughs> you can you can open up the multiverse. That's Doctor yeah. Strange. Who? Scarlet Witch. Get out of here. Never heard of her. Oh, so, I mean, so yeah, uh, I agree with the question. Um, there are yeah. now, there are now multiple Phineas's and Ferbs in the same timeline. This is wild. Which uh, I might come back. Who knows? Uh, I hope so. That'd be interesting. It'd be very interesting. Yeah. So then Perry uh, launches Doof into a city where he explodes. Um, yes. It's yes. like there is no doubt about it. That is like an atomic explosion. Um, or killed a lot of people. Bomb. Could probably kill a lot of people. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you thought Perry was a jerk for blowing two holes in the ceiling, wait a second. <laughs> okay, admittedly. What about, what about the people he killed in that blast? 
Yeah, that that is also that that's a pretty jerky thing to do. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess kind of a jerk. To quote Norm Macdonald, I mean, this guy is a real jerk. Uh, <laughs> well, I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah. Um, oh man. Uh, okay, so I'm at the last point of this episode. The oh last yeah, thing I have it? to say about it. Yeah. So every the Cirque finishes. Everyone is walking off. And they're walking out of the fence, like, uh, you know, out through the door on the fence. And what are they saying? Hey, great job, Phineas. That was a really good job that you did. Oh, that circ was awesome, Phineas. They're talking to Phineas, but they're walking away. And Phineas is on the other side of the fence. <laughs> so, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like interesting stuff going on this episode. Yeah. Also, where's the thanks for Ferb? Ferb was a part of that. Exactly. exactly just because he doesn't talk much hero. doesn't mean doesn't mean that he's not worthy yeah just because he's got the dummy thick dump truck doesn't mean <laughs> does the you know he doesn't truck. deserve the praise uh <laughs> he could cause an earthquake <laughs> just, just by it. sitting down yeah, just by <laughs> sitting down imagine God, if Ferb had uh aggressive flatulence um yeah uh, heaven forbid not heaven forbid he's uh, diagnosed with aggravated flatulence aggravated you don't need flatulence. all six you just need the power of the one you just need one for one to rule them all <laughs> one for to rule them all oh man let me think Ferb. um in my nightmares yeah, I, I think i think that uh pretty much rounds us out for jerk de soleil yeah let's so let's talk about uh another pun toy, toy to the world to the world jinx yeah um okay first off shimmy jimmy shimmy shimmy jimmy shimmy Jim, the monkey toy shimmy that whole theme song the character shimmy jimmy the greatest thing that has come out of phineas and ferb so far and it only lasted 15 seconds and that was a real that was a real shame do you not agree is that a face of 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 objection to my point do you not do you not agree? Do you not concur? Oh, I jinxed you. Son of a Welcome to my podcast. This is my podcast now. If you're listening, Stain no longer exists. You Actually, said my I name, so now I'm on Jinx. Oh, I thought it was three times. Shit. Okay, never mind. Nope, it's just um <laughs> all right, Jinx is over. Yeah. Wow, really sticking to the stick there. I, I will I, always I, <laughs> I will always honor a jinx. Uh <laughs> no, I will never turn a jinx down. Um <laughs> very nice. So Jeremy um, flips the hot dog with a spatula. That's pretty cool. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you would need a yeah. spatula in a hot dog place, but who am I to judge? Yeah. Only a podcaster, which you know podcasters yeah. have uh you know uh superiority over everyone yeah but at the same time we're also just undergraduate students getting art degrees so what do we know you know yeah like whatever it's not like we're a part of the narrative arts whatever well i'm thinking about grad school so yeah i am too it's a thought yeah it's a thought we could become more valid Ooh, they valid yeah we be, yeah we could get be, my yeah my mfa my motherfucking awesome guy <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking awesome ah <laughs> yeah uh that'd be mfaa yeah. yeah oh that's true oh oh that's right motherfucking awesome yeah right well we have that to look forward to yes. but in the meantime yeah jeremy's over there flipping hot flipping wieners with the spatula no wonder you know candace is into him you don't really flip hot dogs though <clears throat> like you're supposed to be you rotate them. them yeah rotate them 
Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like, I'm not going to question his methods. This kid is employed at how many places? Obviously, yeah. he's doing something right. He is He is working. Well, maybe not. I mean, he's working all these shifts. Like, he, he is being... There, there was a lot of capitalist uh ideas in this episode that i did not agree with uh we'll get to really? some of those later <laughs> but uh yeah. so uh Lindana and phineas and ferb show by show, stop by candace's new job we should describe the episode too we haven't oh that's that right that's right yeah so um, in this episode uh toy of the world candace is now working at a toy store it's her first ever job phineas and ferb arrive along with Lindana, as zane just stated and uh, the hottest new toy is out right now, flying off the shelves, Shimmy Jimmy, a monkey that climbs a palm tree. But suddenly people aren't fans of it anymore. And Phineas and Ferb decide, you know what? We're going to make a toy. And that is the premise of this episode. That is the premise. Yeah. Um, the premise. So Lindana says, so when Lindana drops off Phineas and Ferb, she says, I'm just going to. I'm just going to leave the boys here to browse. But yeah. if you look at the background of the shelves of this toy store, there is exactly one toy which is a stuffed monkey. And then there are just some like geometric shapes. Shimmy Jimmy. So there's not a lot that's to browse here. See, that's that's what we have got. And like, that's what we have to look forward to in the next in the next 20 years as Disney continually grows. Yeah, yeah. Continues buying up different uh, sections of the market. I mean, in five years, this podcast will also be owned by Disney. It's a spoiler alert. It will. For you guys. Yeah. Well, actually, um, if anything with Disney, it's it's almost like too much variety. Like you know how there's like know. 50 brands of <laughs> tissues, like and they're yeah. all owned by the same like five companies. Wait, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. So, Nestle like owns almost the entire food market. Nestle owns. Yeah, Nestle owns us. Yeah. yeah. Um. As well as the water rights and water, yeah, <laughs> preventing clean villages water in Africa from clean water. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a joke, by the way. No, it's we not. joke a lot. That's like actually a real thing. Yeah, and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's certainly a, a decision. It's a choice. Um, they woke up that morning and chose water. Um, but anyways, shimmy jimmy, and so, geometric shapes. Perry the platypus. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, every episode he travels to his secret base. Which oh, we is... got to set it up where they are, though. They're at the mall. No, no, no. they go to the hardware store. They go to the hardware Phineas store. and Ferb decide they want to make their own toy. Yes. That it does absolutely nothing. That it's just plain. It's just the right amount of bland. Yes. And yeah. they, make, they make a wooden platypus. Yes. Okay. Now you may continue. Okay. So Perry, uh, <laughs> from the hardware store, enters his secret base. Yeah. By, like, sliding like a wall slides around yeah put the candle back put the candle back yeah, yeah. um yeah uh, it's like my favorite movie uh, <laughs> uh and um so how perry's base is sudden suddenly inside of the mall when previously yeah. it has been under phineas and ferb's house yeah well we've always assumed did we did we ever see that it was like directly under the house or did yeah. we always just see, oh okay we do because we see like it's like right under the house oh that's called uh uh narrative incontinuity yeah it's disgusting makes me want to vomit can't believe this what did they take us for do they think that we're just you know six seven eight nine 10 years old watching this show no i am a young adult 22 years old what what do they take me for some kind of fool 
I'm insulted. This is what I've been saying the entire time. If you had been listening to me from the start, you would know. But the show is pretty good. Show's pretty good. Show's pretty um, good. So, uh, 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 the location of Perry's Bay. Okay. Uh, that was a good little song there. So, Major Monogram is talking about, um, you know, all Doof. the Doof has been taking, Doofenshmirtz has been taking bricks from all different parts of the town. And he says, like, animals have been. Uh, what was it? Animals have been doing something. Convicts have been escaping from the zoo. Yeah. Convicts in the zoo. Convicts in the zoo. Convicts in the zoo. Behind bars. Like the animals. Like the animals that finish. To be laughed at. Old captive. Yeah, exactly. It all comes back to the prison system. It's this episode. It's, 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 yeah. We need reform. There's a jailbreak and they're trying to put the prisoners back, but. Yeah. Should they have been there in the first place? Do we even know? Who knows? Most of them were probably there for petty charges, you know. Exactly. Marijuana. Are you kidding me? Come on. It's yeah. Just holding it in their hands. <laughs> yeah, literally, just in like just in the palm, like, oh my goodness, this is marijuana, and then bam, they're in jail. Bam for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Until until some evil scientist uh, removes all the bricks from the walls. Ah, uh, yes, I want your bricks. <laughs> Which actually, I feel like removing the bricks from like the outer walls wouldn't really. I guess like those the prisoners that are outside. Never mind. Yeah, I guess it really helps people though who are doing like the Shawshank stuff, you know, like just chipping away and yeah. like suddenly there are less bricks. Yeah, you know? it makes it easier. Yeah. Um so Doofenshmirtz is helping, helping prisoners. Yeah. Um, yeah. giving them more reform than the US ever has. An opportunity, yeah. Maybe that's, you know, Doof, Doof is from Europe, you know, the, the prison, you know, it's not the reform, like it really is a reform system in Europe. I don't know if you've seen Swedish, you know, jail cells and stuff like that. Say but Swedish? They, what? Did you say Swedish? No, I said Swedish. Oh, it's like Swish and Swiss. <laughs> yeah. So, no, what? Swedish, Swedish prison cells are like, or, or some, some country over there. They, they look like apartments. And it's because they treat it as like genuine rehabilitation, you know, and like Doofenshmirtz, I think he's really onto something, you know? Yeah. By letting a bunch of prisoners free. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them might've committed murder, but yeah. you can't, the one bad apple doesn't always spoil the bunch. Exactly. Isn't that how that saying goes? Yeah. <laughs> one, one bad, bad apple, apple doesn't spoil the bunch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, okay. and, and, and uh, one bad apple, certainly, you know, like the seeds can probably still be used to plant and, Make more apples. Yeah. That could also be murderers. But yeah, anyways. So Doof is collecting bricks. Collecting bricks. And why is he collecting bricks? I can't remember. I do. He's collecting bricks so he can surround the entire tri-state area. In the great wall of the tri-state area. He wants to create a wall around the tri-state area. But before we get to that, let's just talk about... First of all, he has a 1 to 100 scale model. Or 100 to 1 scale model. Of, of the tri-state area. area. Yeah. We're, there's still a lot of debate over this tri-state area, like where in the country it is, you know, uh, if yeah. it even exists. But this model, first of all, I'm not sure if it's really one, 100 to 1, because for three states, it's pretty small. It's, just, yeah. it's like a couple of skyscrapers. Yeah. But uh, also, it's completely surrounded on all sides by water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the tri-state area an island? Are, are, does Phineas and Ferb take place in Hawaii? Yeah, I don't know. Because like... I, That'd be one time, state. 
this whole time, like, of course, if uh, you know, uh, you and I as intellectuals know that the tri-state area, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about a city in the tri-state area, you're talking about New York city. Yeah. And like, uh, the, the, you know, the only way in and out, unless you're coming from upstate New York or, you know, like, you know, uh, up above in Connecticut, you, you got to cross a bridge or of course, you know, one of the tunnels, but my point still stands. There's bridges, you know, exiting out of Doofenshmirtz's tri-state area, you know, miniature. And uh, if it's, if it, if the tri-state area is exactly where he said it was in the North, uh, sorry, the uh, Southwestern section of the United States. Yeah. As we where is the water? Yeah, where is the, where, again, surrounding all sides mm-hmm. of this uh, three states. Yeah, exactly. And like also like the ocean that you can see from the city as well. Like what, what is going <laughs> yeah. on here? But anyways, like, the, okay, I, I thought Doofenshmirtz's plan in the last segment was the best, you know, raising everyone else's voices. So his would be lower by, you know, correlation. I think that his plan in this episode was genuinely evil. And I'll tell you why. Capitalism. Because there were only three exits. Yeah, capitalism. But there were only three exits out of the, you know, great wall of the tri-state area that he projected. Each one guarded by tolls. Toll booths. Toll booths. Yes, he's creating jobs for the, you know, hardworking American citizens. But but the toll booths are automated now. That's also true. Well, not in his defense, not at the time, really, that, you know, this episode would have premiered. Yeah. Um, but yes. Oh. Now they're but all automated. Again, another example of the, you know, the evils of capitalism in this episode is the fact that Doofenshmirtz is trying to toll people for trying to leave the state. Yeah, and, and then a precursor to the automation of the workforce. Yeah, it's it's shameful. It's sickening. It's sickening. It's disgusting. Makes me feel like I'm actually driving into New York City. <laughs> yeah. Because you know uh, all the tolls. <laughs> dr- yeah, all the tolls in New York City. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have to, to when you cross the bridges, like coming in from oh, yeah, you know yeah. Connecticut into New York. There's 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 tolls. Um, so, uh, let's go back to the Phineas and Ferb plot. Yeah, uh, there is a they have like a, a board of directors, presumably, and there's yes. like a CEO yeah. at one end. Yeah, Phineas and, and Ferb uh, are pitching to a toy company. They're pitching the, to a know, toy company. But I wanted toy. to I wanted to point out. The CEO, uh, do you did you recognize that voice? Was that I? I felt like that was J.K. Simmons almost. But yes, that, it was. No way. Yes. Oh my J. god. J.K. Simmons is for some reason in, has like three lines in this episode. Amazing. <laughs> there he is. Uh, uh, oh, this was I, before Whiplash, so I guess it's, it must have been easier to book. Um, definitely. Well, I mean, coming from Spider Man, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> of course, yeah. the next highest thing is Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. But um, um yeah. Wait, because right, what what year did this come out? This was two thousand seven, I think. Two thousand seven. Oh, okay, okay. So it was a little while before Cora started, because that was his next voice acting gig. I'm pretty sure. His well, his next Spader. He does a bunch of stuff. Did you know yeah, that J.K. Simmons is the yellow M&M? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Sounds yeah. nothing like him. I know. He's voice acting, baby. Yeah. But yeah, Kudos cool. Oh my god. Ah, I was sitting there the whole time thinking, well, this sounds like J.K. Simmons. It is cool. It is, yeah. Uh so this boss, uh he has an employee that disagrees with him. So mm-hmm. what does he do? He presses a button on his desk that makes a hatch open below the the, the employee. <laughs> and then what do we hear? Aside from well, him I... screaming, what lions. 
Oh my gosh, that's roaring right. lions. Yeah, well, we couldn't exactly do sharks with freaking laser beams on their well, heads yeah, now, yeah. could we? But like the going back to the whole endangered animals thing, like yeah, he is he has lions there for the sole purpose of eating employees. Yeah, that is very concerning. I also can't imagine that's good for office morale. No, it can't be. Uh, but yeah, he's not a very good boss, as as is shown. Uh, yeah, definitely. So Phineas um, and Ferb come in. They pitch Perry. It's a very underwhelming pitch because yes, it's just a, a wooden, wooden platypus. A wooden platypus that does nothing. Literally, that's the slogan. That's the slogan. It does nothing. It does nothing. Um, and uh, Perry in action figure. There is a uh, sequence where they sort of re- uh, renovate the the factory, the toy factory, and make it more Willy Wonka-ish. Yeah, and oh uh, they Willy Wonka. Please, never heard of her. The employees are forced to wear costumes uh, that are very demeaning. Uh, if I was still working at Amazon, I, I would have, and I had to wear a costume like that, I would have quit even sooner. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're not working there now. They can't touch I'm you. Not, yeah, you can't touch me. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, while they're renovating, though, uh, Phineas discovers a chocolate river. And yes. what comes cruising down this chocolate river? The Badinka Dinks. The Badinka Dinks that were trapped in the basement. And what do they plan on doing? What do they say? I have it written down. Do you want me to read it? Good, because I don't remember. We will lay waste to the surface dwellers. Yeah, that checks out. You seem very unfazed by this. The Badinka Dinks? Yeah. Laying waste to the surface dwellers? Uh, You know what? I can take them. They're tiny. I just want to point out that this is also Phineas and Ferb's fault. Uh, oh, they for letting never, them out. I'm, yeah, for letting them out. For, for letting yeah. these alien terrorists. <laughs> they released free. the contagion. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. They brought about destruction. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. What, what's your next? What's your next? I just want to talk about the Bedinka thanks a little bit more. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> well, please, let's. I, I can't like what are they they're like purple people yeah i guess it's like that i mean obviously obviously they were like you know swampy was like okay we got to have some sort of umbalumpas and yeah. you know but the umbalumpas are short and yet an orange the bedinkadinks yeah. are tall and purple exactly so like if you can't like have what you want give yourself the skinny. opposite <laughs> yeah yeah but uh the i I, I was thinking to myself the whole time, like I was thinking like, man, it's when, you know, when they were originally refurbishing the factory and whatnot, before we get to the Badinkadinks and the, the chocolate river, I was thinking, wow, okay, this is like Willy Wonka, except it's not as menacing. Clearly I spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah. Literally, and, you know, ate my words. The one um, good thing I will say though about um, Phineas and Ferb is that this toy has no packaging. So it's good for the environment. That's true. It's also made of wood, so it kills a, trees. So it's bad it, for the environment. Uh, Take it back. Well, yeah, it's. I, I thought that I, you know, I was gonna give them some credit, but you. But you with that in mind, out. depending on what is used to colorize the wood and you know dye it and paint or whatever, it could be biodegradable because it is wood. You know, it would yeah. go back to the earth. But then but again, also it's also made with metal screws. You're killing trees to make something that does nothing. In action figure. That's that's some good marketing. Good name. Yeah, it's good marketing, um, but a terrible product. Yeah, yeah. But um, Doof, and uh, to kick it back over to Doof, and because we've established the factory, and we need to talk about what happens in the factory, but Doof 
and uh, Perry. They face off a little bit. Um, and uh, they fight. And I believe, I believe that they're sent through the wall or something like that or whatever. And, um, you know, Doof thinks he escapes Perry and he lands on this ceiling of a factory. <gasps> what factory? The factory that Phineas and Ferb is so meticulously yes. refurbished. And Doof is like, curse you, Perry the Platypus. I have gotten away from you. And then he like goes into the factory by falling through a window or whatever. And he falls into a basket of what? Wooden Perry's. And he has a, yeah. he has a fucking oh. meltdown. Yeah, the poor man. That's exactly what it sounded like too. I, yeah, uh, that was, was like a spot on impression. You don't even have to watch the episode listeners. Cause, yeah. cause there you go. You just did. Uh, you just did. Listen, you listen. just did. You just did. You just but, did. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets he gets contained inside one of the boxes. Yeah, and then shipped onto a boat to who knows where. Yes. As if ex- I get seasick. As if blowing him up wasn't bad enough. Yeah. Now you're torturing him. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and you know, crashing holes through his ceiling. Yeah. Um. So can we talk about? I just want to talk about one more example of the evils of capitalism in this episode. Sure. Candace has, is forced to wear a giant platypus costume. It's very demeaning. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, and this is not word for word, but she says, this was not worth the 350 an hour. Oh, 350 Cand- an hour. Yeah. Candace is being paid $3.50 an hour. Yeah. Well, she never even specified $3. 350 Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that means. Guess it could be three. I, that, I'm just 350 take, jelly no, beans. No, 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 no. I, I'm taking my joke back. That wasn't that good. Uh, three, three fifty <laughs> no, an hour no, no, dollars. Three hundred fifty jelly beans an hour is, is actually pretty good pay. I have to say, that, you know, they're feeding you. Uh, it might not be nutritional, unless you get like the every flavor jelly beans. So you can yeah. eat like vomit jelly beans and poop jelly beans. Ah, oh, pretty um, bots. <laughs> pretty bots. Uh, yeah, but don't need too many. It's one of the uh, many leading contributors to aggravated flatulence. Yes, very true. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not always genetic. It could be uh, developed. Could, yeah, by eating yeah. Bernie Bots, every flavor jelly beans. Yeah. Um, so there's a little commercial or a, a news spot for Perry. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see the, the doll or the action figure, whatever you want to call it, um, or the inaction figure. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's all these different backgrounds. And uh, a lot of those backgrounds I, I recognized as backgrounds from previous episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been harping on the animators a lot in this episode. And uh, I will continue to harp on them because that is unacceptable. I, uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> the one thing I will come to their defense on genuinely because recycling within animation is super common. Right? All you have to do is watch Winnie the Pooh and then watch Jungle Book, and you're like, oh my God, I just watched the same film twice. Yeah, especially if you watch the Andy Circus Jungle Book and the oh, Jesus. live action Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, <laughs> viewers, don't believe me, look it up. Uh, yeah. Winnie the Pooh and Jungle Book use recycled animation. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of other examples. I know, like uh, Jungle Book and uh, Robin Hood, too. Used, uh, oh, yes, yes. Because there's uh, the bear at Robin Hood and then mm-hmm. Baloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come on Disney yeah what are you doing uh, so there's a, have... a moment of suspense in this episode oh really Perry is in the factory with oh, yes. and Ferb. 
That's right. And he's wearing his, his hat. In his, in his, yeah, in his standing legs. on his hind legs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phineas sees him. Yeah. But what does he do? He just turns into fucking Woody he he's, Toy Story. Yeah, he thinks he's a toy. Yeah. So what does Phineas do? Just picks him up. Like he's like he does a way thing. Throws him. And tosses him over his shoulder. Disgusting. How would he not notice the weight of a of a living breathing creature in his hands? Well, there's there's the there's the concept that, you know, like because of our muscle tension, we're actually it's easier to hold someone up that it so like it's it's hard to pick up someone that's sleeping or unconscious because that's yeah. just dead weight. That's or just dead. a limp body. Or dead. Yeah, that too. Um, henceforth the term dead weight. But um if the person is awake and conscious and they're flexing and using the muscles, part of you know, they're partly lifting themselves. So I feel like Perry, with his super secret training, has just mastered the art of being weightless if he is in the circumstance that someone else picks him up first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he falls out of a window, if he jumps, he's fucked if he hits the ground. But if someone else picks him up, bam, he's weightless. It's impressive. Yeah, that's my that's my uh that's my thought. All right, so I have one last note for this episode, and I think we'll wrap things up. I, I also have a last note, so I'm. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't mean to step on your feet. Um, We're in my parade. Gosh, what are you doing? Yeah, Barbara. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I was just watching Glee earlier. Ah. Uh, came to that episode. You shouldn't admit like, that you watched well, Glee to the public. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Uh, while I, I was in the recovery period of my aggravated flatulence, I was on the couch, couldn't move, like literally had no energy, and I was like, you know what? Why not? First season is not bad. Not gonna lie, but we're not talking about Glee. We're talking about Phineas and Ferb. This is not a Glee po- Glee podcast. Yeah, we're not Gleeks. Ugh. <laughs> um. So my last note. It might be yours too. Yeah. <laughs> um. They, they cut back to the uh the 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 boardroom. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Someone has one hell of an idea. <laughs> and. The uh, the J.K. Simmons character, the CEO of this company, Hardy Hard Toys, is completely mm-hmm. naked, uh, and he's asking everyone boxers, what they think. Yeah. What? Or, yeah, he's in his boxers. Uh, but it, he's asking people what they think of his new uniform, and uh, very reminiscent of the story, the Emperor's New Clothes. Uh, I don't know if you know that story. No, you don't. The Emperor's New Clothes. That's what that's what it's a take off of. Um, basically, oh, a Byzantine emperor, and uh, he's so like obsessed with himself that like he like nobody, everyone is afraid to tell him no. So like mm-hmm. some some like some sly devils decide like oh we'll design a new a new outfit for you, and then they just give him nothing, and he's like oh I love us. Oh, the and everyone is like praising at the emperor's new clothes when he's yeah. actually naked. And then this one kid says, the emperor isn't wearing any clothes. And like, he like gives the kid like a million dollars. It's, it's like a classic folktale. Um, and, and for those of you who knew it already, uh, you're welcome for me describing the entire thing in detail. Yeah. Thank you um, for the uh, little story time there. Yeah. But yes, the board meeting and one stellar idea. One. That's all it takes. A brick. A brick. Oh, oh, that's what you're gonna talk about. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the guy in his underwear. No. No. Uh, yeah. So they find the guy. Uh, the replacement employee finds 
uh, a brick that was broken through his window. <laughs> yeah. Um, somehow. Uh, and he decides to make it the new toy. It becomes the biggest fad. Uh, everyone wants a brick. I want a, I want a brick. Like, let's say, like, the think about it. Think about that's a product. Like, that could be the second coming of the, you know, pet rocks. Like, I suppose. I, I think that's kind of like dangerous to be giving kids bricks. But if meme culture were to swoop that up again, like, if meme culture were to swoop up, like, oh man, let's buy bricks. Like, I shit you not. That would take off. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, you know, people are very uh, easily influenced. Yeah. Uh, so so Candace has to wear a brick costume. She's yeah, embarrassed. Yeah. But luckily, Jeremy comes to save the day because he's like, he relates to her and he says, you know what? I got to wear weenie on my head. The things they make us wear. The things they make us wear. Capitalism. Um, capitalism. And with that, I think we've reached the end of the episode. Yeah, that concludes our episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was really, really interesting. Uh, I would say fired on all cylinders, of course, for the misfires with the uh, animation in the first segment. Yeah. Um, I'll have to go back and watch that again. That's interesting. But when you're firing on all cylinders, it's you're guaranteed at least one misfire. Yeah. Uh, and if I know anything about misfires, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> aggravated flagellants ain't no joke yeah. if you think you have it look up the symptoms actually don't look up the symptoms because you know webmd will tell you that you're dying go to your doctor get properly diagnosed with aggravated flagellants yeah, yeah. but don't fart at the office they're also killed them yeah um god no that would be bad you can find us on apple podcasts spotify youtube google podcasts all other podcast platforms places that you listen to podcasts anywhere you listen to podcasts uh leave us a like uh leave us a review give us five stars if you feel like it if you don't feel like it don't give us five stars don't give, give us, us four stars please four stars is okay three stars you're pushing it um because <laughs> we will find you uh we will find you two stars what do you think gives you the right one star though it's fine one star is fine. Uh, One star is two stars. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And share, share, share these podcasts. Spread the word of Phineas and Ferb. Ferb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. And just remember that Jaden's a little farty fart boy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. All the, time. <laughs> all the time, aggravatedly. Okay. That's, that's we'll think of a better. Say. We'll think of a better stinger for next time. Yeah. Um, all right. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.